11 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk, and it's our tech conversations, which we bring to you every Wednesday, taking a look at uh, the latest in our technology ecosystem here in South Africa. And, of course, a big story before the competition tribunal yesterday. Uh, Facebook's legal team are telling the tribunal that citizen engagement platform GovChat was breaking their rules in how they used WhatsApp's business platform. Now, this week marked days of hearings in the dispute uh, involving GovChat, Facebook and WhatsApp. And the dispute comes as a result of the world's largest social media platform wanting to effectively uh, offboard GovChat from WhatsApp. And uh, joining me now on the line to uh, tell us a bit more about this is a t uh, tech researcher, Yamgela Spengane. Langamandla, good evening to you, my brother, and welcome. Good evening, Aya, and good evening to the listeners at home as well. Thank you for inviting me. As always, man, a pleasure. And uh, Yamgela, I mean... Yeah, maybe maybe some context might be helpful, yeah, because uh, we know GovChat, of course, uh, quite a large civic engagement platform. But I wouldn't assume that all of our listeners are familiar with what GovChat is and what it does. Oh, okay, so uh, just a bit of background: GovChat was founded in 2016, roundabout, uh, to be a civic engagement platform where people could be able to communicate with their government officials, communicate with departments in sort of a centralized way. And they, they, they partnered with the GCIS, which is the Central Government Communication uh, Agency, to be able to do that. And then around 2018, uh, they went on to WhatsApp to be able to use the WhatsApp business API that it allows uh, businesses to chat with their customers using WhatsApp as a popular chat messaging application. And so what happened is that uh, GovChat as well uh, registered and they acquired uh, the usage of the WhatsApp API to be able to allow citizens to engage uh, over WhatsApp uh, with, with uh, whatever uh, matter that they're engaging with, SASA, be it now the COVID-19 uh, information dispensation and, and, and all of that. So that's where GovChat comes from. And uh, they've been around for these number of years, as I mentioned, and they've been on the WhatsApp API. And that's who they are currently. Now, you say they were on the WhatsApp API. I mean, what kind of things were they doing on the WhatsApp API? And maybe the other question is sort of what is allowed on that platform? Because I guess that's, that's the bone of contention at the moment. All right. So the WhatsApp API allows a business uh, to have programmatic access to sending messages. So it would be something like a chatbot. Uh, like we will remember when uh, the coronavirus uh, came out last year, uh, the Department of Health created a WhatsApp number where you could ping and then you would be sent automatic information response and you could get someone who could allow, speak to you or counsel you or give you advice through that WhatsApp uh, information portal. So that API mm. uh, basically opens programmatic access for businesses to be able to communicate in a way that a, a personal account like you and I wouldn't be able to do. Uh, and so sure. it allows them to reach a large number of people that engage with them on WhatsApp using this, uh, what I would call a, a chatbot service. And so GovChat also uses the same technology to reach out to, for instance, SASA recipients who, who will have a frequently asked uh, question platform on WhatsApp if they need information around uh, SASA grants and, and, and their delay, whatever they, they need that's pertaining to SASA grants. They can be able to get information from the GovChat SAQ platform that is on WhatsApp. 
So uh, this is the, 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 the business side of WhatsApp and how they generate money from businesses by opening their programmatic access to be able to access all users of WhatsApp using this particular application program interface. That's what an API is, basically. Mm. And so uh, the, the bone of contention is now that GovChat is using this API. They registered initially, I think, with GIS and SASA as part but then they went on to use the same WhatsApp API account for the Department of Health in the coronavirus case. And Facebook mm. uh, is saying, mm. no, no, the WhatsApp account, when it's being used by government departments, ideally, every government department should have its own WhatsApp account. You can't open a WhatsApp, a WhatsApp API account for the Department of, of, of Social Development <laughs> and then use it for the Department of Health. transversal contract. Yes, so, uh, in, in terms of that, <laughs> it, it's basically a, a, a dollar thing. It boils down to the revenue that WhatsApp wants to generate. Because sure. it's saying, if you have one API and you are using it for everyone, we're not making money. Whereas if each department, uh, according to our terms of use, has its own uh, API, uh, of course, they they stand to make more money at the end of the day. So at the, at the core bone of contention here is the fact that GovChat is representing a multi-departmental chat platform, but they don't have a separate account for each department. And WhatsApp is saying, no, 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 uh, you are abusing our our terms of service or our terms of use by doing that specific action. And then what becomes the role of the tribunal here? I mean, uh, why... Why would a matter like this land up before the tribunal, um, you know, if you frame it in that way, Yamkela? Um, and, you know, what, what, what is the case that GovChat is making before the tribunal? GovChat uh, went to the tribunal saying, hey, uh, these people are actually not competitive because they, they, they have another competitor. GovChat has another competitor that they claim uh, does the same thing that they are doing uh, called Prichelt uh, Consulting Services uh, that is run by the Prichelt Foundation that also is on the WhatsApp API and, and does similar messaging uh, platforms that they are doing there. And they say that WhatsApp has not called them out. So it becomes a competition issue. Are they trying to squash them so that Prichelt flourishes because they offer the same services or what? So they want the intervention of the tribunal to be, to be that it stops them from being onboarded while the commission investigates whether there are anti-competitive elements to the reason why mm. WhatsApp has stopped or wants to offboard uh, GovChat from the API. So, so how how does Prykel do it? I mean, uh, I've certainly come across them before. I think they. They used to have an operation out at 44 Stanley, uh, sort of Gustav Prakelt, and uh, uh, I think. Um, uh, who else? Yes, yes, it's was the it? same, the uh, same one that is. I think uh, Robin as well uh, was part of it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, what so, they, so what how, they how would do, they operate? That that's different so they, to GovChat. They, they, I don't think they per se do the GovChat. They do it the GovChat. So they would be seen as an independent. A platform that offers services uh, to whoever wants to onboard their services on the WhatsApp API. Because even when GovChat came about, it was using the same services uh, through PrikeHealth. Mm. And then they decided that they wanted to have their own API account on WhatsApp and handle everything internally. 
and that's how they then moved to having their own thing. So the relationship between Tricout and Facebook is sort of private, and I think what Facebook wants is to make more money out of each government department subscribing to the WhatsApp API than just having GovChat alone interfacing on behalf of all the departments because then the usage is minimized, if you may call it that. So they want to make Mm. more money out of uh, having each government department because uh, Facebook South Africa informed the government directly, by the way, to say, hey, we are going to offload uh, GovChat because they are violating our terms of service. So for me, I think they were opening a window to be able to negotiate, say, hey, these are our terms of service. If we can work with, with, with you in a way that benefits us, if I may put it that way. Dola, mm, mm, mm. I want us to, to pause here for a second and uh, take a brief break. When we come back, uh, I guess we'll continue to uh, try and understand the implications of this, not just for regulation, but also in the context of, uh, I guess, shifting sands uh, also within WhatsApp and uh, uh, within the consumer environment as well. And uh, we'll continue with uh, all of those after this break. So I'll take conversations here on Metro FM Talk and uh, 21 minutes it is after 8 p.m. I'm in conversation with Yamgelas Bengani. He's a technology researcher and we're talking about the latest here uh, in the duel between GovChat and uh, popular messaging service WhatsApp. Now, uh, Yamgela, before the break, you were giving us some of the context here and uh, the arguments on uh, the part of uh, either entity here and quite clear that uh, I guess this is a scramble for money more than anything else. Um, let's talk about what implications this has for regulation. I mean, this is a civic engagement platform. It was aimed at being able to interact, um, you know, have uh, citizens interact with their government uh, from a ward level right through, I guess, um, you know, to a national level. Uh, but uh, I guess the challenge was that it was hosted on somebody else's platform. Uh, and the big question is how do you, in a context like this, where there's all of these new channels for communication between citizens and their government, uh, how do you make sure that uh, you don't, find yourself, I guess, in the same spot of bother uh, when it comes uh, to some of the issues that have come before the competition tribunal? It's it's very difficult to see how GovChat will show that WhatsApp is anti-competitive unless they have insight uh, information about how the, 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 the private consulting services uh, account is, is handled. Uh, I, I see it as WhatsApp has certain terms of use that uh, someone who will onboard agrees to. And at their discretion, they will say you violated their terms of use. And you, if you want to continue using them, they, they, they are sitting in control of the service. There's nothing that says they can't throttle your account if they continue letting it. They can't give you problems generally and make sure that your user experience deteriorate because at the end of the day you still have to expect support from them and all other things to make sure that your application runs smoothly. So if GovChat's business is solely intertwined with being on the WhatsApp API, then I, I, I don't know how they see themselves surviving beyond that API because they actually do lift on the papers to the, to the competition tribunal that 
it would put them out of business if WhatsApp was to outvote. And I'm worried to say, in this particular realm of time where people are actually in conflict with WhatsApp, how do they plan to integrate other communication platforms to be able to discuss uh, these key civic engagement uh, matters that are discussed on their platform? Sure, 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 sure. So, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, the other element of the question is if indeed South Africa does want to continue to have a digital civic engagement platform, you know, how do you avoid this? Is it just about making sure that you pay the host platform or uh, is there scope to create our own? I, I, I would say it's an opportunity, Aya, to realize that homegrown technology has its own benefits. Because uh, mm. what the Chinese-U.S. Uh, trade war has taught us is that technology can be weaponized in political relations between sovereign states uh, to get whatever. So th- there's, no, there's no guarantee that tomorrow we won't have an issue of uh, the U.S. using technology that we rely on to run civil service, uh, to run the government being withheld from us if they want to, for instance, pass uh, another Algoa agreement uh, amendment, uh, for instance, like they did with the with the with the chicken imports a few years ago. So we need to also be uh, aware of what's coming and learn the lessons that uh, happened with the with the account of Huawei being blocked from access to U.S. technology and effectively costing the the business billions of U.S. dollars uh, in the past two financial years. And uh, GovChat is learning that lesson too. And we should be, as South Africans, be willing to start building platforms that will allow us to to continue having the, the access that we need to government, but knowing that no one sitting in Washington can decide that let's withhold this or let's close that from them in order to bend them to certain pressures. Mm-hmm. It also does change the mix, I guess, of cases that the competition tribunal is having to deal with. I mean... I don't think 10 years ago the tribunal would have even anticipated or imagined that they would deal with a matter like this. Absolutely. I think uh, it's a competition law also will need to catch up. What what, what it means to be anti-competitive uh, will also need to catch up to the, the fast-moving landscape of technology because uh, 10 years ago they'd be handling antitrust, they'd be handling uh, anti-competitive behavior, behavior and collusion from big uh, construction or wheat manufacturer, bread pricing and all of those things. Right now, it, it, it's become so nuanced and so tech-inclined that competition practitioners and competition lawyers and competition law itself need to catch up to the new environment. Yamkela, I guess uh, the the other dynamic of this uh, is that it the timing of it happens at a time where WhatsApp is faced with another matter, not just in South Africa but globally, uh, and of course that's some of the messages that uh, many users have been receiving, uh, you know, about the storage, the use of their data, and all manner of other things. Um, just, I mean, I haven't heard your perspective on on what happened, and I guess uh, the backtracking on the part of uh, WhatsApp. What, what do you make of this, and in particular? I think many people are saying, uh, when we ask that question, what do you make of uh, Facebook's plays behind the scenes? Well, I, I think for the, for the most part, Facebook has been mining data from WhatsApp. We know that for a fact, but it had gotten to a point where 
uh, the European Commission was giving a pushback with the GDPR. Uh, and uh, even within the U.S., there was a lot of pushback to say, just how much are you violating our privacy as the Facebook group? Uh, and Apple was, was, was pressurized to say, okay, if you are going to put these apps on the Play Store, can we know what they are being taken, what the data that they are taking from the users is? So Apple then had to force uh, WhatsApp or Facebook Inc. to disclose in a privacy policy what exactly they are doing uh, when you are a user on WhatsApp and you are transferring data over their application. And this is, is, is just them disclosing what they already had been doing. So there's nothing new uh, per se that is going to come onto WhatsApp that wasn't happening three, four, five a month or a year ago. Uh, and users then have to ask themselves their preparedness to trade the ability to chat on a global platform and their privacy uh, being compromised, what do they value more and so forth. But it, it's not something new and it's not something that is going to stop because Facebook for its entire existence has pushed the back on privacy and user privacy and what is private and what is not uh, more than any other entity in the history of internet technology. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, we saw some antitrust uh, issues, and of course this is the first segment uh, for us of this uh, feature for the year. Uh, we saw a lot of uh, issues going before the Senate in the U.S. last year uh, from an antitrust perspective when it comes to big tech, not just Facebook, Amazon, and others. Your, your expectation and I guess what you anticipate uh, is going to happen in terms of uh, those matters and some of those that are still outstanding from 2020. It, the, the antitrust uh, reunionization, I want to call it that here, because uh, it will be the second time in around 20 years that there was, there was a big antitrust movement against big tech. Uh, we will remember that at the turn of the century, around 99, between 1998 and 2002, in fact, uh, there was a big antitrust suit against uh, the the USA. I mean, against uh, Microsoft in the USA. So the the US state had brought on an antitrust suit against Microsoft, and they wanted to break up Microsoft. And how Microsoft survived that is that they allowed the likes of Google. To emerge, they allowed other big tech companies. They, they also funded Apple and allowed it to emerge in the desktop uh, space as well. Uh, so we, we want to see this time what the big tech companies will have up their sleeves. Will they break themselves up? Will they try and create other entities that compete with them and empower other entities? Or what may be the deviation tactics that they do? Because when uh, Microsoft is faced with antitrust, we had thought that it, it, it's almost curtain for it, but they found a way out. They might not have been the same Microsoft, but they still are a surviving uh, multi-billion uh, dollar entity. So let's see when they bring these antitrust suits against uh, Facebook, Amazon, and, and Google in particular, what will come out of it. Because uh, really it's gaining movement, and uh, people are actually saying maybe big tech needs to be halted down before they take over the world. In terms of into a technocracy. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, uh, certainly watch with bated breath at uh, all. But uh, as always, my brother, a pleasure to hear from you. Wish you all of the best in 2021. And uh, we'll certainly be following all of these developments in the world of tech and uh, speaking to you about uh, the latest on that score. Thank you very much, Yamgel. Thank you, Aya. And goodbye to you, listeners. Awesome stuff. That there's Yamgela Spengani, technology researcher, uh, speaking to us for our tech conversations about uh, the latest uh, when it comes to GovChat. We're going to take a quick break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll check in with uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. And I don't know what you make of Bernie Sanders uh, going in there, and uh, that worker leader, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, 